You heard it. You hear it. You know it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Gentlemen's Dojo. Oh, God, yeah. It feels so good to be back in the dojo. And we are super excited because we have a very, very special guest in the studio with us. One of my favorites. I know one of your favorites. Yep. Keen was a little lukewarm when we told him about the booking, (laughs) but we're fine. We'll get over it. Yep. How about a big round of applause for our guest, one of my favorites who I've known for years and years and years. By the way, an audience's comic, a comic's comic, everybody loves him. You can't not, and he's one of the best. How about it for Mr. Jimmy Pardo? Jimmy Pardo. Oh! We're excited. We're excited. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, for having me. I didn't know if, uh, if I should jump in. I just I was enjoying the accolades so much. <laughs> We're just talking uh, is about. There, is there anything? Is anyone ever called a Booker's comic? Like you just said, audiences comic, a comic comic. <laughs> oh yeah, What's guy a, that's going to work for five hundred bucks when uh, yeah, other yeah. guys want. Steve, to, I would like to add bucks. another accolade: a Rooster Tea Feathers favorite. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I'm having a tough time getting that call returned. <laughs> she won't co-feature you. I uh, listen. <laughs> you know I sell out uh, small stadiums. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like Rooster Tea Feathers. I've you always do? had a good time up there in Sunnyvale, California. You go up there, you see the five-hour drive. I, I, yeah, drive. Yeah, I fly. Oh, you do. You do the flight. I fly everywhere. I'm not some eighteen-year-old. Uh, yes, I did that. I, I did that life when I was in my twenties. Yeah. Now I fly, and then I rent a car. I have a, somebody pick me up. You know, one You're time I, I landed at that airport, that uh, San Jose, mm-hmm. and I was picking up my bag, and uh, Gabriel Iglesias <laughs> was getting his. Uh, bags, great entourage. <laughs> it was it was bananas because he was doing I think the improv at San Jose, yeah. and I look over and he's loading a dolly of merch. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just grabbing my bag. And it's like just sad little me going to Brewster Tea and there's you know Gabriel. But then I felt better as I'm getting in the cab and driving away and seeing him pushing the dolly like a sad guy down the street yeah. looking for his car. He didn't yeah. have anybody helping him. That's not at that not at that time. I was surprised by that too. But uh, I want to can I nip this in the butt real quick? Sure. You two have a uh, somewhat of a a, a, a tangled web, but I yes. got to tell you, because Pardo, everybody knows you did the audience warm up for a long time at Conan. Yeah, and then Cannon uh, ended up doing it after you had left. Who knows? You know, you guys could. Dis- we don't have to discuss it, but but I got to say, from uh, the perspective of being friends with Gary, uh, it could be somewhat of a fractured relationship you two could have, but. Always, from hearing from Gary, you always handled that transition with such class. I and got just him as a job. A, as a friend, though, of Gary, to to know how the dust settled and everything, you know, it, it, you handled it with just such class. And as a fellow comic, I know sometimes guys don't handle it that way. What was I supposed to handle? I was because Jimmy I got, was doing the warm ups in two thousand. Just so classy, yeah. What did I do? I didn't do anything. I, I got I was doing the warm up for Conan. I got a game. I got a show over on Science Channel. Yeah. I had to miss a few days. I asked Gary to fill in for me. Uh, we had some meetings. We decided it was time for me to move on from Conan and yeah. focus on my my own show with my name and everything. And uh, I said, you know, I, are you going to keep Gary? And they said, yeah. What do you think? I said, I think you should keep Gary. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't think I did anything. No, no, no. That's why I, I think that some comics, maybe in you know, given the situation you were in, could hold some sort of. Resentment or whatever, but because you went people on were to... saying that about us. Are you guys still friends? It was like, yeah, I we are. but I was no Pardo to have handled it so well, and that's why I'm glad Jimmy's here today because we're letting you know we're letting you go. Right. Who's Gary. doing it now? Uh, Pardo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cardo's part of the job. A t-shirt gun. We, yeah. <laughs> we appreciate Jimmy not mentioning all the requests he's getting to return to Conan. Like, yeah. Not <laughs> uh, no, but it, it, what was interesting is you, I mean, that show's only had a few different warm-ups. Yeah. Mike Sweeney, Brian McCann in New York. You jump in when it moves to L.A. for The Tonight Show. That's right. Jump in when it goes to TBS. That's right. Right, so you've been with the show five, six years. I'd been with them, uh, when did you start, 15? I start, Yep. So yep. I was with them for, uh, yeah, six years. And it was interesting because you and I both know, greatest gig ever, yes. right? You just do the show. Mm-hmm. And the money, I think, since you've left has tripled. And so the thing <laughs> is, uh, yeah, I don't even know where they're getting it from, but somehow. Uh, <laughs> I just did amazing. a take to a camera that doesn't exist. Carlos just dead man. <laughs> hmm. I've never done By the warm... way, this is a very last name show I've discovered. <laughs> it's a very I've Cardo never... Cannon. Uh, I've never done Jimmy. a warm-up gig that has had car service. That's amazing. Well, you really <laughs> They've really up the take care of Yeah. And You're on so, dressing room, right? So you brought me in the dressing room. room. That's but great. I, but I will say this, and, and, and Steve knows this. You get I, makeup done. You're not even on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been on camera. Uh, but Steve knows this. Right. I remember I remember when they were going to offer it to me. I called you. You did call I me because Gary was very, very tepid in terms of not even wanting to possibly proceed, but not wanting to you know cause any ripples. He did not want to do it. He did not want to betray any friendship or camaraderie he had with you. And he was just like, I just don't know what to do. And I said, I personally, I, I think you know, just be upfront and call Pardo. He's a great guy, and and he did, and he was so nervous to do so. But that that's why I kind of brought it up earlier in just how classy you were in in terms of handling the situation, not only from a comedic but, perspective, but from a pro- professional. But here's the thing, Stephen. I'm going to call you Steve because this last name thing's getting on my nerves. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, Stephen? Uh, Stephen, thank you, Jim. Yeah, okay, Stephen. I, uh, yes, I was leaving the job, so right. somebody was going to take it. Yeah. So why not? I, I again, I, I appreciate what you're saying here that I yeah. handled it classly. I don't know if I did anything. I right. I was like, stick with Gary. He's doing a good job. He gets them up dancing. His bullshit. And <laughs> you know, it's nothing I would ever out. do. He throws candy out. You're a real performer. You're a real comic. Right. You have I material. go. I, I do stand up comedy. Yeah. You know, and he goes out there. He's a clown. What a yeah. nice change. And that's it was what a nice, they, yeah. It was a nice change. Yeah. Right. He mixed it up for these people. <laughs> And and by the way, I the reason I did not want our friendship to go sour is because I still wanted those you know once every four year dates at Rooster Tea Feathers. <laughs> yeah. I figured you could come into a guest set. Okay. Maybe we'll, nothing on that. Well, Pardo, I don't want to. I don't want to stop calling me Pardo. Sorry, James. Mr. James, <laughs> yes. Mr. James, um, you were there at such a pivotal moment in the history of late night talk show. I know that there's the great film, The Late Shift, that had a great book about the Letterman Leno Wars. Mm-hmm. You were there on site with The Tonight Show, and then when it went to uh, Conan show back on TV, uh, throughout the whole transition, could you just describe the ebbs and flows and the maybe, I guess maybe it's not the right word, but the excitement level in terms of The Tonight Show and all that stuff going on with even the tour that Conan did and the Can't Stop documentary, which is one of my favorite docs, one of my favorite docs, not only in general, but in terms of peeling back the curtain of what he was going through. And to be a part of that run and see History. the ebbs and flows, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm fascinated with that moment in time as a stand-up. Yeah, yeah, Could yeah. you just walk us through some of the sure. things you had experienced? It, it was, uh, you know, I was the new guy. Everybody had come from. I mean, there were some obviously some crew from L.A., but the writing staff and and, and obviously Conan and Andy and Jeff Ross and Mike Sweeney, like they all were New York. They moved mm-hmm. all these people from New York. I was the local hire, so I kind of was the new guy. Trying to fit in, yeah, and uh, they embraced me immediately, which was amazing, and and I felt like I was part of that show for years. That's how well they treated me from day one, and uh, it was different at the Tonight Show doing one of it. It was literally eight minutes, 
You'd go out and do eight minutes, which is like, who the hell can't do that? I yeah. Mean, Aaron can do that. I <laughs> you know how many times we got to pop our peas, we lower these levels. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, you go out and do eight minutes. <laughs> Maybe the funniest thing I've ever said in my life. And your listeners won't even understand why that's so damn funny. So, we don't have listeners. Well, I, I, we're enjoying it. The guy that was in here taking a photo will laugh. So I would do the eight minutes, and I would come off, and it was the Tonight Show. I mean, yeah. it was the Tonight Show. And, and I didn't want the job to begin with. I didn't want to be the warm-up comic. But mm-hmm. when it, but it was like, well, as, you, as we all, we all dreamed of hosting the Tonight Show one day as a stand-up. It's like, well, I'm not getting that job, but damn it, I'm gonna be, I have a chance to be on that stage every single night yeah. of saying, now here's Conan O'Brien. Damn, I'm going to at least take that meeting. So when I got the gig... Uh, you know, they treated me great, and, and I, I know I went back a little farther than you wanted, but it was, it, I was having the time of my life. I was scared to death I was going to get fired every day because I wasn't good at the job yet. Um, and, you know, I was kind of doing an impression of a warm-up comic. I would right. walk up in the aisles, and I would do stuff, and it wasn't me, and then I finally figured out how to do my job. Anyhow, the job for me, not... Right. You know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's two different worlds. And uh, no, Gary is great, and I don't know why I joined into this ball-busting thing. Well, he's got to uh, buy a bag of candy from CBS before he goes to work. So, yeah, right, which is much different. Maybe, maybe that's you bring a notebook. More. Yeah. <laughs> I have to watch to make sure people are taking two Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my job. Did you just take a Three Musketeer yes, and a Snicker, sir, you motherfucker? So... Uh, I didn't know the tension that was going on backstage of everything that Conan was dealing with until I read the book and or I, you know, I saw what was happening. And and then when it the day that it happened, I was sitting at home and and I uh, I don't know where I was, but maybe Facebook or something. And mm-hmm. and somebody said, "Oh boy, TMZ is announcing that the uh, Conan's getting fired and Jay's taking that spot back." And I was like, "Well, that's bullshit. That's not happening." <laughs> yeah. And then another thing popped up, and so I texted Todd Levin, uh, you know, one of the writers over there, and I said. Hey, what, you know anything about this? And he goes, we just all saw it too. Oh, wow. And it's like, whoa, Jesus. And then I got a text saying, hey, there's a meeting in a half hour. And I couldn't make that meeting because I lived too far away. And, yeah. Um, but I raced down there anyway because I wanted to be with, you know, a, a, a amongst friends. And uh, and Conan had this meeting where he brought everybody out on the stage and just said, look, there's a lot of rumors flying around right now. It's not, you know, it's there's nothing to it. It's nothing but rumors right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so here we go. Let's continue doing comedy. Let's have, you know, let's do a great show tonight. Yeah. And uh, so then a day passes. And let's say that happened. I forget, about like a Monday or a Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, two days later, there's another meeting. And this time I got a little bit bigger heads up. Like, hey, there's a meeting at one o'clock. And so I show up and, and it's, a, it's a different Conan O'Brien. Oh, wow. And he's like, uh, okay, there's apparently some truth to these rumors. Right. Uh, but until there's something more, let's continue going on as usual. Mm-hmm. Then there was a third meeting that we all were called to do. And it's a completely different Conan O'Brien. And he's like, okay, this is happening. Wow. And yeah. I have to make a decision. And, and I remember him saying something along the lines of, of you know, they want to put me, they want to put Jay back at 1130 put me at midnight, which pushes Jimmy Fallon back to one, and then I think Carson Daly does the morning news. Or you know, <laughs> like some joke With along those copy. Yeah. Yeah. Carson so, Daly. Um, and then, which of course, everybody looked around in the room going, is he still on the air? Why is, yeah. why is Carson Daly even in this conversation? And, but, Jimmy, how long is that first meeting from the third meeting? What's the time? You know, one week. It, it, okay, within right. a week. Because yeah. it all happened, it yeah. all happened yeah. within 10 days. The news happened to us being off the air in 10 days. So like those meetings happened. And then, but we all kind of like, 
everybody was like, well, you know what? We, everybody, not me. I was a local hire. You know, right. it's like th- if this thing went away, well, hey, great. I had a great run, and I'm thrilled that I had this job, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see what happens. I hope to God. I mean, the premise, like my friend Pat even said to me, you're going to work on The Tonight Show. You have a job for the rest of your life. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, but at the same time, it's show business. It's like, all right, I'm the local guy. You know, I didn't move my family out here. I didn't pack up a truck. Right. This is, if I if it's gone, it's gone, and damn it. I thought it would yeah. last longer. So, but they were all like, Jesus, I hope he takes that midnight show. I hope he takes the midnight. And But there, that was a no win. That was There was no way that was going to win for him. Mm-hmm. So when he then released that that letter of, you know, Dear People of Earth letter, right. um, saying that, you know, he's um, going to walk away, you know, I know some people obviously were devastated. You know, mm-hmm. they had moved their lives out here, like I said. And um, I was, okay, all right, well, I go back to the road every week then, yeah. you know, and you know, I'd been off the road because that was five nights a week. I'd been off the road basically for, you know, seven months at that point. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, yeah, all right, well, you know, at least I have that to do. And then, you know, we all, everybody bonded in those that time off. And, and then the book came out, Bill Carter's book came out. Yeah. And now the neat thing about Bill Carter's book, and I know there's a long-winded answer, and I apologize. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I the, love yeah. um, When that book came out and I read it, it was amazing to read events that were happening that I was within three feet of. Right. Like when Jeff Zucker showed up and he's shaking everybody's hand like an a-hole yeah. and just, you know, and literally just with a smile on his face, like, you motherfucker, you're about to fire everybody. Right. And you're walking in here <laughs> shaking hands? Yeah. And then somebody, I forget who the other person was that walked in, and I and I turned to somebody, I go, look at this cock showing up. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's going, like, I remember that part of it, but, because uh, uh, I wasn't mad at Jeff Zucker yet, because I didn't know it was him doing it. Right. Until I read the book. Yeah. I was putting all the blame on somebody else whose name I literally cannot remember at this moment. Uh, Craig Ferguson. Craig didn't have anything to do with this, but you know what? Let's throw him under the bus anyway. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Um, but then that person shows up, and and, th- and again, this is all when we thought it was rumors. Like, why are these people showing up here? They never got right. the tapings. Why are they here? And, and so then to read Bill Carter's book and go, Oh, that day is the day that Zucker went to them and said, no, this is happening. Right. You have to make a decision. And he's going around the green room. How you doing? Good to see you. Jeff yeah. Zucker. Hey, good. Oh, you guys are doing a great job. You're doing a great crazy. job. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. You know, what a, what a, a D-head. I don't even know what D is there, dick, dude. You decide. <laughs> so it, it was bizarre. And then to go through that whole Team Coco thing, which became a phenomenon. Right. And he became a folk hero. And they're, they're having a parade down, you know, uh, Olive. And, yeah. um and then it rained. The only day it rained is that parade, and it's raining out there, and, and Conan and Andy are on the roof of the raid, and people are out there chanting Team Coco, and yeah. it was craziness to be part of that. And then, like you said, the tour, uh, and then to come back at TBS, and, and to have been there at TBS for the first, um, uh, you know, first maybe year or two, when it was still rabid. Everybody was still, like, in that Team Coco. Yeah. You know, he's the underdog. We're going to root for T- for Conan, and then uh, it, it was... It was it was crazy to be a part of, and it was weird to be you know uh, literally it, it, even though I was part of it to really just be a fly on the wall for that part in late night history. Yeah, like because Leno became the villain, right? That's and right. Then, and then uh, Conan became that, the, the folk hero. <laughs> but I think the real casualty was George Lopez. He kind of gets forgotten in the story, but he's the one. That, and and Conan, I believe, handled it with with a, a great sense of decorum. Yeah. But Lopez is the one that truly lost because he was on everything. eleven. He was then on. To 12. And with everything else, he was the casualty of it all. Well, that's also um, why Conan didn't want to, to do that to Fallon. He, he didn't, right. it's like, you know, he didn't want to come, you know, be perceived as that guy of, right. well, it kind of already happened here, and I don't want to be the bad guy, and, uh, yeah, 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 Lopez did, uh, boy, you know what, I even forgot about that, quite frankly. 
Well, good luck to George. How long were they, were, <laughs> weren't they both on the air for a second? They Tony were yeah, and, both. Yeah, they Lopez. were doing the uh, you know back to back, and then I don't think I think once Lopez went back to that, that hour, then the ratings really kind of dropped off for him. But yeah. has Lopez like come public about like? I F don't Conan? think I've ever no, heard. I've never heard, 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 heard his perspective. Yeah, yeah I don't on know. It, which I'm sure is a class move on his end, which shows respect to Conan. That's yeah. the way I would gather it as an outsider's perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but. but remember Lopez, he had that big, it was supposed to be like this outdoor theme, like he was supposed to have like 800 people a night, and then they realized they couldn't get 800 people a night. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, so they you cut the audience. You can't get 800 Mexicans in Los Angeles <laughs> to show up. That's, yeah. that's You're doing something wrong. Right. I, yeah. did, I yeah. did warm-up on that show for like a couple of times, and every time you ask where the audience was from, Riverside, every time. Nine oh nine. Riverside, Rancho Cucamonga, that's where they were all from. Yeah. So, but, but Conan did something, and, and I don't know how many people were affected by this, but when the show left, The Tonight Show, he said, hey, listen, guys, I'm going to figure this out. And then I think in the meantime, while you guys were waiting for the next gig, I think he was paying people. We I got paid. Was, yeah. And, again, and, and, and they gave me um, money. Uh, which again, they didn't have to do. I was the local guy, where yeah. they could have went. You know, thanks for your service, and uh, and now, right. now try to land some other gig in town. Yeah. That's, this their, your job is to look for jobs. Mm-hmm. And but then when you know, I get the phone call saying, uh, you know, hey, you know, you were only part of the show for this amount of time. Uh, you know, are, are you okay with this? And it was like, you know, Roger Rabbit eyes came out of my head. Yes, I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with a nickel. Right. You, yeah. know, you owe me nothing. Right. And they gave me, you know, a nice. You know, severance isn't the right word, but they, you know, they, you know, went into, you know, they paid me and they shouldn't have. But wow, unbelievable! You guys yeah. would understand this better. Did when Conan's show moved from New York to L.A., did it kind of lose some of its feel? Is that is that what, it, or or did the network not give Conan a NBC? Long well, they chance? didn't give him a chance, in my didn't opinion. And, and by putting a it was Jay, a few months, right? Oh, no, well, it was seven months we were on. That's it. Yeah, That's all and, they gave. But Jay giving Jay that show at ten o'clock that killed mm-hmm. it. Uh, that killed it. Yeah. So he's on from ten to eleven, and what was happening? And, and Bill Carter's book says is from 10 to 11, nobody, everybody wanted to watch dramas. People wanted to wind down their night watching Law and Order or watching whatever. They didn't mm-hmm. want Jay and I. So they're bouncing over to CBS or ABC and watching their dramas and then staying at their news, watching mm-hmm. their local news. So NBC affiliates all over, their news, their ratings were chewing it. And yeah. they, instead of looking and going, well, they're chewing it because nobody's watching Jay, they blamed Conan. They're like, well, nobody's watching us anymore because right. they don't want to see Conan after us. Like, no, they're not watching you prior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So by putting Jay at that ten to eleven, which he should never, have, you know, I quote Awful. Letterman is let you know Letterman was like, you don't wait in the lobby, you know, hoping they give you your job back. You go across the street and you put them out of business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that quote from Letterman was the best way to you know putting what Jay did. Yeah. It's like you don't go at ten. Go go to go to CBS and tell prove NBC that they were wrong. Right, and uh, he didn't do that. And well, it's it, it is ironic. The the, I guess the irony of the fact that what happened to Leno is what happened to Carson via Leno coming in right. and getting. So it's all like this cyclical, yeah. kind of chain of events, particularly at NBC. And it seems to be the case with a lot of their shows at NBC. Maybe it's just something at NBC. It, it's happened with the transition of the Today Show and all that. But I don't want to talk about. The you know warm up in Conan. What what have you done since you left uh, the warm up at Conan? Because you had uh, was it sci was it sci fi? It was on that? Science Channel. Science, Science Channel. Channel. That's right. And yeah. Then, and, and what is the progression you've gone through since since leaving the show up well, until today? I, obviously, yeah. I spend most of my time crying in my bedroom, looking at eight by ten of Gary Conan's face. <laughs> 
and I just look <laughs> at them. By the way, <laughs> speaking of which, back to the show, they took great care of you. you, you but that's the what the site. audience does outside the YooHoo room yeah. <laughs> at Burbank. They go, oh, I've seen it. We, we pay to see this? Yeah, yeah. I'm in the big room, and yeah. then I hear a lot of weeping out in <laughs> the hallway. I'm like, oh, and then I go, what's going on? They go, it's canon. The boohoo room. <laughs> the boohoo room. <laughs> the boohoo room. That's Patrick Keen. That's right, guys. That's my contribution. Yeah. Uh, and we can cut his mic now. <laughs> took 10 uh, episodes, yeah. So it took 10 episodes. <laughs> but but they were great in terms of letting you, like, you filled in for Andy. They gave you a bunch of spots on the show to oh, it was the promote greatest. your smile train. Listen, that was great. It, it, Meeting my my when I got the job initially, they said you know my managers and agent were all like you know once they see who you are, you know they're you're gonna do more and then mm-hmm. and, and so I ended up doing some remotes for Conan. I was I'm a guest twice a year. I filled in for Andy when yeah. Andy had to miss some shows, which was like I mean are you kidding me? That's when I great, when yeah. I got that phone call, they're like uh, hey Andy needs to miss some shows and Conan wants to know if you want to co-host. You know clunk clunk phone clunk yeah. what what clunk clunk <laughs> yes of course. Yeah. What do you mean he wants to know if I want to? Yes. Yeah. You know the. You're, you don't ask me. You tell me I'm doing that. You know, right. that's, that's a given. Um, but I left. Uh, I got the, the the Science Channel Race to Escape, uh, which was a great show. It t- even if you take me out of the equation, it was a great show mm-hmm. for families. It was, a, a you know, two teams trying to escape identical escape rooms. And whoever yeah. get out the fastest wins money. Uh, and so it was, and it was on Science Channel, so it was done educationally, mm-hmm. and it was really great. I loved it, and my family loved it, and families all over. And le- sadly, that only lasted six episodes, but... Um, I had a development deal with Conan's company right, for right, yeah. two and a half years uh, since I've left. And, um, you know, trying to sell shows around Hollywood and, you know, pitching and stuff. And Because you did a show on the Conan set that was your show, kind of a topical I, show. Yeah. Right? What was that show all about? It was called the Weekly Awards. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was, you know, word out, word was that the soup was going to be going away. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like TBS's version of the soup. And, and let's dress it up as an, as an award show. And so, you know, the winner for best you know, uh, blah, blah, clip you know, of the week it, it, of the yeah. week is this. And I would be standing at a podium and then we had, you know, we made it very Conan. It, it was really great. Pardo sensibility and, and Conan sensibilities mm-hmm. uh, merged. And it was, uh, you know, we had sketches and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, celebrity guests and that sort of thing. And it, 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 it was a pilot that was really funny and I'm proud of, but it, it got mixed up in the, and we're all victim of this, the regime change at TBS. Oh, it was like, yeah. uh, it's one of those things like you, again, you're hearing rumblings of, hey, uh, Michael Wright might be out. It's like, pick up my show before you go. Pick up my show before you go. Pick it up. And you know Michael from your time of there. Of course, yeah. And so, uh, I'm hoping like, please, please, if this is true, pick it up. And then, uh, hey, Michael Wright's out. Damn it! And it's like, because yeah. once you knew he wasn't get, he wasn't staying, you know the new guy doesn't want any of his projects. Yeah. So it's right. like, the writing was on the wall. We weren't going to get picked up and then we didn't. Because that was it. Michael was the champion behind your show, right? And then uh, he leaves. Yeah, Kevin O'Reilly champion. comes in, right? Is that who it is? Yeah. And then he didn't necessarily want the show. Yeah, it wouldn't even take a meeting. With right. Us. Wait, yeah. is that true? Yeah, didn't even we we had we were Peter Roth, who's the president of Warner Brothers Television, uh, was was in in the works to uh, and Peter was uh, Kevin Riley was Peter's like protege, so Peter was like, I'm going to smooth this over. I'm going to get us a meeting with him. We're all going to sit down. We believe in the show because I had heard that we were one of the, if not the highest rated original program, uh, excluding a talk show, obviously, right. but, but program uh, that TBS had. So we felt pretty confident going into that fourth season. And with sitting down and Peter and Kevin's relationship, we thought, OK, this maybe this is going to be a good thing. And didn't even take a meeting. Not only that, immediately before the meeting was going to be set, like as we're hearing a meeting is going to be set, that's when we found out we were done. What and, the? And didn't really hear from anybody, yeah. 
So it was, it you know, you know what bums me out about that? Two things: a that my show didn't get picked up, and b that it happened to you. I, <laughs> my second show ever I got hired for was a show called The List. It ended up being on. Um, I'm sorry, The Test. Uh, on FX, Julian Barbary ended up hosting the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Kevin Riley was the exec, uh, the exec at FX when mm-hmm. I hosted the pilot, and he could not have been a bigger champion. Right, couldn't have been a nicer guy. And it was like I thought the same thing as you. Kind of was like, well, I've already got, a, I've already got a fan of Kevin Riley. Yeah, Here we go. And then yeah. it was like, nope, none of my yeah. right stuff. But I, I get know. it. I mean, I, I've been victim. We all have. We've all been victim of the of the regime change. And when new people come in, they want. It's part of the business. It it's, is part and, of the business. And I think every day, that's why, uh, you know, every day we were on the set of Sullivan, we always treat it like it, this could end at any moment. Let's have a blast doing it. Yeah. Um, so it was it was great. And, and it's a testament to your talent, by the way, that you not only did warm up, but while you were doing warm up and since you've done warm up, they've had you on many times yeah, yeah, on yeah. the show. And Gary's been on for a few. He, I, have you been on? Yeah, well, not yet, but we're working out financials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Once we get <laughs> it takes those a few years in, to get that done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. you're going to set up a meeting with Kevin Riley, and I think that's going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out if I want to plug my movie or I right. want to be part of my musical act. I don't know who. I don't know. We're working it out. But part of what is what is the pie in the sky for you? What is that that ace in the hole project that you do have uh, that, that that you want to see come to fruition for yourself? Uh, well, you know, I would host a game show in a heartbeat. I, I huh. love doing right. that. Yeah. I mean, what about a sports well, show called Pardo the Interruption? You know what? I auditioned for uh, the, the what was that called the, the the Fox Sports thing that Tom Arnold was on. What was that called? Oh, uh, best damn sports show. Way best damn sports show. Right? I auditioned for that because Tom Arnold was leaving, yeah. and they said bring in a segment and which would be yours, and and I called it part of the interruption. Did you really? I did. Oh, that's great. Cool. No Oshak wrote it. Oshak and Brian Keith Ethers. That would have been phenomenal yeah. for you. Well, it was I, too funny. So they like, went with a uh, lady, I believe. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. To Rob that uh, no, he's not a lady. <laughs> he's a marine, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Is he not a Marine? Yeah. yeah. Rob Wrigley, he's former, Air Force. Yeah, former Air Force. Air Force. Yeah. He flew planes. By the way, you, you did... point out where the exits are. <laughs> <laughs> Make fun of Wriggle. In case of a fire. Case of... <laughs> that guy flew planes <laughs> for this country. And you're handing out fun sized snacks. How dare you? Look to your left and right. How dare Don't you? Don't panic. Don't panic. No, but you did host, you hosted Funny Money. I hosted National Lampoon's Funny Money. That's yeah. the game where Big Laughs get you big bucks and then get you canceled <laughs> um, yeah that was, that was here's the beauty of that show it was a comedy game show bud freeman was one of the yeah. producers and uh and we shot 40 episodes and the the, the testing and you know of testing the testing was i tested higher than any game show host in the history of game show network wow the show tested higher than any show they ever had like everybody was like this thing's a hit so we're 40 in they 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 focus grouped it they loved it. They said, you know what? Let's give them another 46 or something crazy number. So as we're shooting those other 46, we go on the air and they hate us. People hate us. Really? Yeah. The, the, the game show fans cl- uh, complained there wasn't enough game and comedy fans had no idea we existed. So wow. uh, nobody watched us. Our ratings were atrocious. But now, and we're shooting. But you got an Emmy. Like, but, but I walked away with an award. <laughs> uh, but that was a great experience. You know, I, I you know, we shot, you know, uh, as you guys know in, in the world, you, uh, you shoot five a day, five game shows a day. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And, um, but I wish that, I wish they treated it like the news, where I had to go in there every single day mm-hmm. and, uh, and shoot the show. Because I, I loved going there. I loved doing it. 
And I've done a gazillion game show pilots in my uh, day, and now they give game shows to famous people. It would be funny to have a game show, but you lead in with the news story, so you're all depressed, and then like, all right, who wants to win some money? Well, it's so funny you say that, because I was just watching the new Joker's Wild with Snoop, mm-hmm. and it's oh. unwatchable. Is it really? Well, it is, and it's because of him. Those I, are your words, not mine. I have I friends that it. work over there, and I, I, I hear nothing but great things. I'm sure but you they do. Think, they think, okay, it's going to be unique to have Snoop <laughs> along, but it's just like, give these jobs to professionals. Give the jobs that, to professionals. Yeah. I don't understand, like especially Game Show Network, where they're 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 giving a job to somebody that was on a sitcom in 1993, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, that'll get us some press for a day. Yeah. But then that yeah. person has to know how to do their job. And why why are you doing that? The press is not worth selling out your your project. In my it, I was so excited about the new one, and then I saw it because I was a fan of you know the original. And then you're just like, it's all about weed. It's all about like it's just like. And it's all about him. There's a co-host now. It's like has nothing to do with the original. Like so, all of these shows that come back, you know, whatever they do, the Love Connection. Now you have to have Andy Cohen host it, and it's like larger than well, life it's, it's with way all these too, shows. That one's way too big, right? That's almost like on a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire set, and it's like you're talking about dating. Why are you right? Why are yeah. there lighting changes? What, what are you What are you doing? Yeah, and you don't need 300 people hooting right. and hollering. So that's that's where the shift has yeah. been. I think the shift for game shows happened when what was it? Deal or No Deal. That's what it's well, I like. think it's Millionaire. I think Millionaire was the first one that did it. Because but Deal or No Deal was like the uh, the contestants have to be so over the top rowdy with Howie Mandel. Oh, oh well, I'll agree with the that. The contestants, right, right, right. And then it just yeah. became like this is ridiculous. Yeah. So what? what so. You had all these pilots that you did. Oh yeah, I've done I've done a gazillion. I, I I joke that I'm the George Clooney of game show pilots because you know Clooney did a gazillion pilots before he got picked up on a. But TV you're also show. the ha- most handsome. Oh, listen. From your, your word, what's that phrase? From your lips to God's ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to my dick. I don't know how that plays. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, that made me laugh out loud. What were what were what were you most? What game show were you most proud of that didn't get picked up? You know, I did the... a I did a one for uh, Trivial Pursuit that uh, oh. I, it's on my reel because it's beautiful. It was great. I don't know why the f it didn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, it should have. Even if you like, take me out of the equation and, and replace yeah. me with somebody famous, it was it was beautiful and like everything. So I, it 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 opens my reel, and oh, people wow. think like, oh yeah, I remember watching that. You never watched it. Yeah. Did, uh, did they come out with a game show for Trivial Pursuit? I think they've done it a bunch of. times. I was gonna yeah. say it seemed like it would have been trivia. Yeah. Trivia and karaoke are bigger than comedy. You go to any bar. And yeah. The trivia twice a week and karaoke twice, and then a terrible. Open then mic. here comes yeah, open yeah, mic, yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, you have a really popular podcast. You were in Phoenix for the podcast festival that we did for All Things the Comedy. All Things Comedy, Comedy, Comedy Festival. Yes. <laughs> so you guys do a great podcast. Yes. <laughs> never, never Not Funny. Never Not Funny. We've been doing it almost 12 years now. Uh, my uh, co-host Matt Belknap and I. And, uh, and by the way, is that something that you can make a nice little chunk of money on by doing that, by getting subscribers? This falls under the category of none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying... I know what we pull in here. Yes. Do I, did I buy a house with my podcast money? Yes. You happy? <laughs> well, I know where your house is. What's a house? <laughs> what's a house? It's in Rancho Cucamonga. You know what's interesting about my house? I bought my house uh, right when I got The Tonight Show. It's one of those things where I, ro- I, I was buying a house when I got that Tonight Show. It's like, you know, it's one of those things where you know door opens or whatever. It's like, oh, good Christ. Thank God that happened when it did. Yeah. Uh, but my house is in an area. We're near, we're not, we're near Culver City, LAX area. And you know Google and Yahoo have opened up down there, yeah. and so the the property and the houses have tripled since I bought my house. So it's gone from That's like great. it's crazy, but I can't sell it because what am I going to do? Buy another go? house to triple in value? Right. Yeah. So it's but it's bananas. Where I because you bought it at a great time when I took the advantage of good. people that uh, 
I feel guilty about it, to be honest with you, because it was, you know, when the housing crash and people couldn't, you know, were getting foreclosed on. It's like I took advantage of that. And uh, I don't think I was I don't think I knew I was doing that at the time. When you moved in, <laughs> did it take a while to pull a police tape off the area? <laughs> Just give him nothing. Just give him nothing. <laughs> exactly. That, you know, that, that kind of humor is, is, it's just is offensive. <laughs> it's, a, it's offensive to the, to my neighborhood. Absolutely. I it's offensive it. to professional comedians. <laughs> well, that certainly plays into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the podcast is going great. The podcast what, is great. What makes what makes a good, successful podcast in terms of, you know, the top-notch ones like a Mark Marin and all these guys? In your opinion, what makes a great podcast profitable and in a way for people that because there's a sea of them so what what distinguishes right. a yeah, successful one from boy that? that's right you know listen i'm not i'm not, i'm not a great sage or anything on this but uh, i think for younger for you younger players out there yeah uh i, I think having a theme is important to break mm. through and this this sea that you speak of i think yeah. having some sort of a uh, topic i honestly i'll be I, I think you guys are doing a great job and i, I think the fact that you're asking and i mean that sincerely i i like that you guys aren't and, and listen i'm i my show is me sitting around with Matt, and we have a video guy named Elliot and an intern named Garen, and it's a family in there, and then we have a guest that comes in and kind of joins that family for our show, but it's just bouncing around, and it's riffing, and it's nonstop chatter. Um, I love, like, you guys, one could look on paper and think that's what you guys are doing, too, and mm-hmm. you... It, that's part of it, but you guys are asking questions and you're talking and you're interested, and I think yeah. that's really important because there's way too many out there that are well, we'll just get around and we'll sit around like Pardo does and riff, and yeah. I don't think people. It's I just think talking. There's it's enough just of con- that. Anybody can do it. Yeah, and they yeah, can't. Patrick, yeah, you want to. I think the thing that we all collectively agreed once we started doing this is be prepared. You know, yeah, have yeah. at least two or three questions that you think. That, that you're intrigued by this person by, but also something maybe they haven't been asked before. That's why I was so fascinated to be a fly on the wall during that whole, you know, that, that period of time, which I think is, looking back, it was an exciting moment in comedy at that time to have, but to have been on the set and yeah. see the transition from The Tonight Show to TBS and everything that was going on with it. It was, uh, there was nothing bigger in comedy at that moment than, Holy shit! Can you believe what's going on? Yeah, with and, everybody, and, everybody and had an opinion. Yeah, and Kimmel's right. talking about it, and everybody had their opinion. Yeah, Letterman came when, into the fray. Do you remember it was when crazy. Kimmel had Leno on? Yes, way his back. Shit yeah. on him. Yeah, oh, he just sandbagged him. I felt horrible because the uh, God when when I was when I was promoting Sullivan and Son the week before premiered, I was on Conan. This is the last time I did Conan. Wait, is that true? Yeah, this this is true. And and at the upfronts, I would see Conan, and I could just feel the static because I had done the Tonight Show when I wasn't doing anything with with Leno. Uh, he was very kind to me, you know. And so when my second hour special came out on Comedy Central, The Burn Identity, I, th- I said we need somebody to get to give a quote for the box. So my management reached out to Leno, and he said, "Of course." So he gave a quote. Okay. So that was the quote at the bottom of my DVD. Hold that up. And then when I was on, uh, when I came to to do Sullivan's Son, uh, he also said, and he has a DVD out, and he held it up, and I was like, I I I I was furious with um, my manager at the time. I was like, how the fuck could you let Conan hold that with Leno? Because I know he looked at it, and I, when you see him reading the DVD and he holds it up, you could see it was over. It was just like all the blood drained out of his face, and I felt it when I was doing the set. And ever since then, 
I didn't I, I didn't get to do Conan again and I had written a letter to Conan because I didn't know and I, I, I was like JP JP Buck who books all the comics I said would you mind pass, passing this along he's like he wants to get away from it I, I, I just don't want to do that and I was like alright and when I was at Upfronts for the second year for TBS I wanted to go up to Conan and apologize but I kind of, as soon as this luncheon happened, you know, everybody ran over to Conan. Everybody wanted a picture with Conan. All the shows rushed over to Conan. And I was standing kind of like in line to wait to talk to Conan. And I could feel him avoiding me. And I've done that, like, after shows when you know some drunk girl or guy is going to annoy you. And you you have that look of, like, I'm going to avoid this person. As soon as I'm done, I'm going to walk away. And he walked away. And I was just like, the third year we went to Upfronts, I was like, I'm not even going to bother. I just, you know, it is what it is. But I always had that guttural feeling of, like, fuck, why did my manager knowingly give him that DVD and everything that's going on, especially right now? It's, oh, it's fucking, it was Yeah, your mom should have known better. Um, Shut I just, uh, this guy opens his heart and gives yeah. a very nice thing, and that's your response. You got to go to a child joke. <laughs> Thank you, Pardo. Thank you. you. Quit calling me Pardo. <laughs> Sorry, by James. the way. But you weird about that? That's not very. That it actually doesn't seem like Conan to, to be that way. So I'm wondering if some of that was in your head. In my a head, bit. maybe. I don't know, but I just you can always tell when somebody doesn't want to talk to you, maybe necessarily, and maybe it's my comedy. It could be that too. So I don't know. Let's put that on the table. <laughs> Let's not dismiss that at all, Steve. I don't know if your DVD box is saying that much as your comedy did. It's the Combo. It's a combination of both. I'm going to go 98 comedy to <laughs> video <laughs> box. <laughs> By the way, we, Steve and I always talk about this. You know what we love about podcasts? And I'm sure you've been victim of this many times. Yeah. People will say, can you do my podcast? And you're sure, we'll do it. No problem. You, They, they do it at their house. You get to the house. The person shows up <laughs> in shorts, no shoes. Yeah. They, are you in a rush? That's oh, the that's first the thing that they say to you. Are you that's in a rush? Worst. Fine. No. And then they're setting up the podcast. Right. They're they're untangling wires. They're putting together the the it's microphones. another half hour. Yeah. There's no water. There's no nothing. It's like that destroys yeah. everything. That yeah. first moment. Two and a half yeah. hours yeah. later. And dude, you knew you it. knew I was coming. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. told me you told me what time to be here. <laughs> right. Yeah. This was your call. You're not ready. <laughs> yeah. And now there's no sense of urgency. So yeah. you're like, I don't mind helping. But please don't make this like a show where, yeah. hey, be here at 7 and we're going to get started at 8.30. It's just so ridiculous. But Because you guys do your show live a lot, right? Don't you? Well, we do live shows, but no, in studio. We have our own studio. We have the Never Not Funny studio. We oh, okay. Have, uh, uh, which, you know, uh, was one of the things I wanted to do where, you know, we don't have to, you know, worry about other people's schedules or anything like that. Yeah. We have our, our place. It's our uh, I call it our dojo, believe it or not. And uh, <laughs> really? awesome. You'll see some papers later. <laughs> Why? Uh, I want to ask you this, Mr. James Pardo. Yes. Um, there's so many comics that have written books that I, I just see at Hudson Booksellers, one at the airport. Yeah. I'm like, another one. I mean, what really am I going to drive? You are somebody I would absolutely read a book by. Is that something that has come across your, your table at all? I had a book uh, offer a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, a publisher wanted to do one, you know, called Jimmy Pardo, Never Not Funny. She wanted that to be the thing. And she wanted it to be 10 chapters of things that I find never not funny. Yeah. And then she... She's listing. She goes, you know, like farts, and I was like, I just stopped listening at that point because it's like yeah. you you don't know who I am at all. No, First of all, right. I hate that word, right. and I don't think that's funny. I'm not a nine year old boy no. at mm-hmm. you know Cub Scout den meeting, right? And so like, so I I was offered this thing and I had to turn it down because it was like there was no way we were ever going to agree. Correct. Uh, but it somebody has a a person has uh, approached me recently to um, 
restart that idea of yeah. writing a book. And but I don't know what it would be. I mean, I'm not a very good writer, um, and so I um, I don't know uh, how to tell my funny stories in print where they will still read funny and not just sound like a rambling idiot. Right, right. Uh, well, I would I would be the first one of the well, first. Thank you, Steve. I, I think that would be yeah. You know what? Let me make a, I'm going to make a website and have you <laughs> sign up, Steve. I'm going to do a Kickstarter on that and, and you know put your money I'm in your I'm mouth. I'm in charge is. of it. Yeah. By the way, you ever, did you ever watch that show Episodes with uh, Matt LeBlanc? Love it. So, so obviously your author is like the comedy booker on that show who has zero personality. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> and like she's the head of development yes. for somewhere, and you're like, oh, obviously this is. Everybody who we know in comedy, who just behind the scenes oh. doesn't know shit about yeah. stand up. It's yeah. so funny. I yeah, have yeah. told this story a thousand times, but it's it's worth sharing, especially with you guys. Uh, I had a meeting at E at one point, and I don't remember the woman's name, but it was it was to do a talk show, and uh, I I just knew the second the, you speak when you know somebody doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah. So I walk in and I just see that she's not thrilled at all that I'm the guy that showed up for this meeting. Mm-hmm. Like she must have thought I was some other Jimmy. I don't know what she thought. But it wasn't Jimmy Pardo walking in. Right. So I'm walking in, and I see it on her face, and then so we're chit-chatting, and in my head I'm like, this thing's done. Like, why? I'm wasting her time. She's wasting my time. So then she, but then she's being polite, and she goes, so who are your heroes? And I go, well, obviously Carson's number one. And she says, he's grown up so much since MTV, don't you think? Oh, <laughs> Do you validate oh. parking? Yeah, it's like oh. that's what you. Yeah, and it's like I, uh, you're in charge of the new talk show here, in comedy talk show. To mistake Johnny Carson oh, for Carson. Daly. Who, by the way, Carson Crazy. Daly's a fine man. Sure, yeah. but is anybody at home going? If I want to be like Carson Daly one no. day? Oh no. my that's god, that's Lawrence Welk. That's Lawrence Welk shit. Right? Know, uh, it's just that's the problem. Like this banal. Oh god, it's uh, yeah, it's that's well, the, the good worst. News, we have, I mean, that person. We have a Carson be, Palmer. Yeah, as yeah. a guest in 2018. Uh, 2018, yeah. yeah. Well, he might guests. he might have to bump it to 2019. Well, yeah. But um, we tossed guest ideas around, and Patrick's contribution was, "I can get Carson Palmer next June." Well, after, <laughs> I, you know, after, I don't know who Carson Palmer is. He's a quarterback in the NFL for 20 almost well 18 years. Now. I don't. Yeah. Follow, I don't follow football at all. You could name. Do you the follow biggest, sport? Do you follow the, uh, the LA teams? Or are you still Chicago guy? Or I follow the. Do- they're in the three hole. I, uh, I'm a White Sox guy first and foremost, okay. and then yeah. the Cubs because I'm not one of those guys that hates the other team for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. And then the Dodgers because I live here. My you know my. And you've thrown out the first pitch for a Cubs game, correct? I, uh, White Sox game. White Sox game. White Sox game. That was a dream come true. I was at, uh, I'm at, uh, I, growing up, I wanted to, do th- again, host the Tonight Show or play for the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. And there I am, please welcome from TBS's Conan, Chicago uh, native Jimmy Pardo. And I get to go out oh, there. Oh, that's and awesome. And it was man. like, that was the coolest. And yeah. people that I knew didn't that I didn't know were there, I'm getting emails like, I was at that game. Oh, I, awesome. I just saw oh, you. And it sick. was you know, on were, the big screen. And... Were you freaking out? Like, did you just get it over the plate? Or were you even, didn't even care? Yeah, how'd you do? I did a little bit of uh, warm-up uh, at the baseball field near my house that it turned out that was a 45-foot. Uh, oh. And so I was, I'm throwing heat. I'm like, this <laughs> yeah. is going to be nothing. And then somebody, uh, one of the local. Uh, from the women's tee. Basically, that's what <laughs> yeah, I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, well, I'm driving, look, I'm driving 400 yards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the coaches at the guy goes, uh. He said, he goes, you know, that's a little league thing. That's not 60 feet, 6 inches. Like, so I had to go to that, and I practiced on that a little bit. So when I got to the White Sox uh, to uh, Cellular Field at the time, uh, Ed Farmer, one of the play-by-play guys on radio, uh, introduced himself to me and may or may not still be talking. But he um, he said, uh, so you're, uh, they said he's throwing out the first pitch. And he goes, don't think of it as a, thir- a first pitch. Think of it as a first toss. Mm-hmm. You're playing catch with your dad. 
How many times you throw the ball to your dad and he misses it? Never. Right. But if you're trying to be a pitcher, you're going to throw it crazy. Yeah. So that was the best. Like literally. Smart. Yeah. Then please welcome from Conan. Yeah. And so then I walk out and it's like you know what? Now it's off. Yeah. And just all you do is throw the ball that direction. Yeah. And it was if you were a left-handed hitter, it would have been just a tad inside. Like it was. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It would have been. In the stri- it was in the strike zone, just a tad inside. What so. if you don't have a good relationship with your dad and that, that <laughs> all these issues take over and you just have a Well, then you throw the heat because you want to hit him with it. So you're not going to miss anyway. Fuck you, dad. You're, yeah, you're brushing him back because yeah, you're old right. man. Yeah. Now, Pardo, yeah. are you working on anything now that you will oh, yes, promote? Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. He's here. I have a brand new, speaking of game shows, I have a brand new game show podcast. Wow. Called Playing Games with Jimmy Pardo. It is. Uh, it was created by me, uh, my co-host Matt Belknap from Never Not Funny, and uh, great guy named Mike Henry. Uh, the three of us came up with it. It's basically just a chat show and then uh, that morphs into a game show. Three people call in on the phone. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, they, Aaron's giving me the thumbs up. He seems to enjoy it. Uh, and then we have a celebrity guest on each week. We've had uh, so far uh, it's uh, been Nikki Glaser, um, Scott Ackerman, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Lauren Ash, uh, Rich Summer, and Crystal Alonzo. Wow, are, that's awesome. Are six episodes and it's a limited run. And it's on, uh, you know, it's available on Earwolf. And uh, I love it. It's exactly... Now, what's it called? It's called Playing Games with Jimmy Pardo. Oh, okay, awesome. And round two is always different. It's always some dumb, fun, kind of... I I don't want to say parlor game, because that describes what James Corden does. Um, (laughs) It's... uh, Or Fallon. Uh, It's fun. And 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 again, I think it uses all of my dumb talents of being able to talk and have fun with contestants. Uh, as well as hosting game. So, uh, did you oh, come up with the awesome, concept man. of it and everything? And it was, uh, you know, it, I mean, look, I'm not. It's a, it's it's Q and A. It's not, uh, you know, we're not, we're, you know, use the cliche. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's uh, yeah. But it's uh, you know, it's using my skills to the best of your ability. And Matt and Mike uh, were smart enough to figure out a way to make that happen. And is it done via video as well, or just uh, audio? Uh, just audio. Just audio. Which okay. you know, never not funny is a video show as well as audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of a relief to be able to show up and just, not worry about the video. And, yeah. And, uh, and how yeah. many years has Never Not Funny been going on? It'll be 12 wow, in March. Wow. Good God. Wow. Still love doing it. I love doing it. Yeah. I love it. I, w- I, would, you know, I know radio's dying, but if somebody called me tomorrow and said, uh, hey, do you want the morning show over on the sound? Yes. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think it's uh, I, I think sometimes comics think that's a step backwards, no, but no. to be part of a community yeah. yes. and to get behind those sports teams and talk yeah. about the issues, I I don't know I don't Plus, think it's, how it's good, such a bad way of as you, with you as a host been on both sides of this. You bring in guests, you'd be phenomenal. I mean, the show oh. would just it would bring in so much value because yeah. you'd have comics on, you know how to lead them in, how to lead them out, how to keep it interesting. Because God forbid, comics can be terrible on. on oh, it's yeah, a, yeah, and that's yeah. and that's by the way when I walked in here before we started, I was complimenting you guys on the Pat Sajak episode of yours. Because as as we know, as me, doing the road as comics, yeah. phoners are horrible. Horrible, yeah. You don't see the person's face. You don't know how they're reacting. You don't know if they're bored out of their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the way you guys were engaged with Sajak was wonderful. And, uh, oh, and, and he was great, too. He was great. He's he's really funny, really quick. It's You know, I, I did an audition for Sajak once uh, yeah. uh, in Chicago when he had his talk show. Uh, he came to Chicago and did a, uh, a showcase for comics, and uh, John Regi was the guy that ended up getting the show wow. uh, from that showcase. Yeah, John uh, Regi is he still around? Yeah, he's uh, probably won twelve Emmy Awards for thir- Oh Wow Thirty Rock and so the Larry Sanders Show. We were not involved in show business. We were yeah. saying that the Pat Sajak show was on certainly a lot longer than I remembered it to be. It was on for 
a year and two months. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember it being it was on crazy. That long. Yeah. His 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 reasoning for it for it going away with Carson sticking around, in my opinion, is one hundred percent right because of all the ones. I mean, remember, everybody was having a talk show at that time. They threw everybody that yeah. knew how to stand up and talk. Mm-hmm. And, but Sajak, I think, had legs because uh, that show was great. He was great. He was charming. He's a good interviewer. Yeah. Uh, he's funny, as you mentioned. Yeah. Like he, uh, that could have been on. That could still be on today. Yeah. Had Johnny retired in 1989, like everybody thought he was going to. Yeah. But I think Sajak also was a guy who didn't realize how much work was involved in keeping that show going five days a week. Like he was, he's used to coming to Wheel of Fortune and walking boom, in. Boom. Yeah. 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 But that's, I mean, that's a lot of work in, in a sense of doing that show. Yeah. Well, Pardo. We cannot thank you enough. Sorry, Mr. James Pardo. Show, show business is J- Mr. Thank James you. Pardo. No, guys, this was great. Thank you for having me. And well, you kind of forced your way in. You I did sent text you me. a nice text oh, saying I got something to promote. No, Can no, I come no. on your program? No, you said what day? <laughs> you said you gave me the soft close Monday or uh, Tuesday. That's what you said. Monday morning or Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, where can where can everybody keep up with you? JimmyPardo.com, at JimmyPardo on Twitter. Never Not Funny is the podcast. And Playing Games? Playing Games is a new podcast. You can find it over at Earwolf. And how long is the show? That one's only 30 minutes. 30 minutes. You got a morning commute? Yeah. Listen to playing games. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, And Never Not Funny, obviously everybody knows. uh, Literally one of the godfathers of the comedy podcast format is Jimmy Pardo. Comics, comic, and audience comic. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, Where are you going to be? Coming up on the road anytime soon? Erie, Pennsylvania. Steve's going there. I'm going to Junior's this weekend. Oh, I'm going in uh, two weeks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Back to back, yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. He's shitting on me for working in, in Erie, Pennsylvania. And two two non-special event weekends. Why is this your go-to? <laughs> <laughs> Gary, where can they find you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Keen, where can they find you? <laughs> at Citizen Keen. Come on. That's right. And Don't at forget, Steve Byrne Live. Right review. Right review. Gentleman's Dojo t-shirt coming to you. Absolutely. We'll see you. Keep up on tour dates, SteveBurnLive.com. we got to thank Mr. James Pardo. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs>